Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. It could be any number of countries that visit our site. But mostly, you know, I've been working in the public space of Chicago and trying to create these idea of what local radio looks like. Um, because, you know, we've done the international thing, we've done it all over the world, and I know people all over the world have listened into our Chicago uh, story. And uh, as you see, we've had some really great opportunities last year. Uh, so we've had a lot of focus on that. Um, so I want to say I'm, we've been talking, and we love the idea, and that, as you know, that we've been talking about the idea of Jacksonville Pagan Radio, and I've been talking to uh, individuals in Seattle Pagan Radio, and who knows, anywhere you want, we can build a pagan. You know, we want to start this idea of localized radio, because one of the things we learned about our community is that it's really very, very local, and I think that's something people – forget well we've been really really benefiting from the internet and i i of all people as you know i'm very big into the internet as you know the sort of idea of the expansion of of the thing and we've been reaching worldwide we've done this so so i've been doing with uh sort of the idea of it you know and and here in chicago we led the pagan movement on podcasting before that radio before that the amazing ability to <clears throat> all sorts of sound things uh there's been all sorts of records of it uh witching hours psychic chicago radio telepathic radio and from there there's been a lot of it uh one of the more uh recent current incarnations of terrestrial radio in chicago is magic uh magic chicago radio uh which is on q4 radio which is you know they do it every saturday night they were like in 100 607 episodes so chicago has a lot of it but we were really good about being in the middle of sort of this idea of podcasting, of radio, of communication. So out there, as you know, my Pagan World Project, as you know, out there, for those who are paying attention, I want to see the same thing. Just like in other projects, we want to see the same thing. And tonight, in order to talk about this, I'm going to talk about a good friend of mine, Laura. Um, as you know, I've been bringing on my friends first, and uh, and uh, it's been very interesting. Um First of all, um, Alan was really good. Um, we're going to do rep- probably ask him on again because parts of his uh, piece was lost uh, due to some communication. We're going to take, take that. But it was very interesting hearing about how that part of the community, uh, the Order of Phoenix and things of that nature kind of developed. And But uh, Laura is, is a friend of mine, and like I said, she's helped in a very different way. But I can't tell Laura's story. It's really Deep, and I can make a lot of mistakes. So what I'm going to do instead is hopefully this works like I'm supposed to. And she's an old hand at all of this. Uh, and see if she's on the air here with us. Hi, Laura. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm fantastic. Um, I saw the pictures of you. You went out to the party last night. Of course. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't I- miss it for the world. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, unfortunately, uh, I did, and uh, uh, for family reasons, uh, grandchildren, interesting uh, addition to my life. Um, 
So, but it was out there. I saw that. I, I saw through my magic ball called Facebook that uh, you guys were having a really good time out there. So, Laura. Yeah. Go ahead. So, how do I describe you? So, how do you describe yourself? I mean, you are by far, when I talk about starting with comic book series, you are quite the superhero uh, in our city. So, tell us <laughs> a little bit. How did you get here? Uh, there's no such no, no such thing as superhero. Uh, it's work. Oh, I don't, you I work. Do. You work. You work. You work. And then when you think that you don't need to keep working, you keep working. Um, I have a lot to say, and I found the perfect place to say what I need to say. I love talking, and I love this media, and I you know, became first by spiritual path, you know, I, I became a pagan. I declared myself as a pagan at 14 years old in Mexico. And my eternal joke to people, to whoever wants to listen is uh, Mexico is the most pagan country in the world. Don't tell the Mexicans. They think they're Catholic. And, you know, I, I grew up in that environment doing magic and witchcraft and healing and the curandera traditions and you know all this like shamanic stuff and because in Mexico we have these traditions that are alive and for folks that might not know I'm I'm originally from Mexico City I was born and raised in Mexico City and I came to Chicago 20 years ago but I declared myself as a pagan at 14 and I didn't know how to practice as a pagan. I, I knew how to live the philosophy of the Mexica Tenochka people, our people, our ancestors, our living culture, uh, which is filled with magic. In Mexico, you can shake a tree and there's going to be 20 shamans and magicians and all that. But it's funny because they all, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them practice with uh kind of like in the name of Jesus or in the name of the saints or in the name of angels and stuff. So it becomes okay. It's, it's accepted. Uh, but when you move outside of um, that religion, then, you know, it's like, oh, my God, no, you're doing witchcraft and that is bad and whatever. Um, so very young because of the patriarchal um, undertones of all this uh, Catholic practice in Mexico I you know declare myself I'm a pagan and I don't follow uh, the church but I there was always like a little hole you know like how do you practice to pagan gods and goddesses how do you show them devotion and I did what I could and um, always having the feminine energy as part of my practice and uh, praying to to Jesus and Mary because I thought that was right and it needed to be fair and it needed to be even and it needed to be praying for both of them and so that's that's kind of how I started practicing um, with the virgin you know <laughs> kind of like it had to be the, the feminine divine but um, when I came to the states I'm like still you know I have a lot to say I learned about the pagan community I became part of a pagan community group here in Chicago called the Center of the Elemental Spirit with Marty Couch uh, over there in Evanston. And um, boy, did I love it. I just fell in love with Wicca. I thought like this was home. This was exactly what I needed to be doing. And 
it is very, very compatible with the uh, native philosophy of our peoples in Mexico. And I just ran with it. And talking to Mexican pagans, at one point I said to them, so which pantheon do you guys practice with? The Aztec, the Mayan, the Toltec? And the answer that I got was uh, dismaying, if it's not Celtic, it's not Wicca. And that has become a phrase that first hurt my heart, but then it was a huge motivation to uh, demythify the practice of Wicca. And again, I have a lot to say. And and fortunately, my friend, colleague, teacher, and and you know, partner in crime, Christian Ortiz, had a podcast back in the day. And he invited me to go on the podcast. And, and that was my very first podcast that I did. And that was in 2011, early on 2011. And we did this podcast. And to, to today, this one has uh, 4,000 listeners, <laughs> you know, 4,000 people have listened to that podcast. And it was fantastic. I just, as you can see, I once I start talking, I don't stop. And then I already knew of the work that Pagan Tonight Radio was doing. I already knew um, of which school and the podcast and all of that. And I think I met you and Tracy. Uh, it must be February or, or April. I don't know if it was in Boca Rostara. And I remember having this conversation with you, like, why do you guys do something in Spanish? You know, it will be great if you guys do something in Spanish. And lo and behold, uh, three months later, I see that you guys got this wonderful idea. And I, of course, thought it was a wonderful idea because it was my idea to have the podcast in Spanish. And I knew how important Pagans Tonight Radio was. So without being asked, I just started sharing the news and promoting and telling anybody that would listen, hey, there's going to be this podcast in Spanish and we need to listen and we need to be part of it. And um, I was then... Let me fast forward this a little bit. What? Uh, Okay, go ahead. You Go ahead. And then, of course, Laura, she does a great job. Because has been now gone on, and she's basically she was one of the uh, uh, one of our really big pilots. She came very early on, became one of our pi- pilot, um, doing not only just Spanish shows but Spanish and English shows, and led us uh, Pagan Tonight Radio for a, a ten year run. Um, you were with us seven years all together, right? Right, right. Yeah. I started with and, I started with Pagan Tonight Radio on 2011. Pagan Tonight in Then I took a year off. And I came back with Lunatic Mondays. Uh, Lunatic Mondays we, ran we, officially three and a half years on Pagan Snare Radio. And then now you've gone on, and you're really working well with, and I'm so glad to see it. You can't believe how happy I am. With Circle Network now, right? And of Circle course. Network went on. Yeah, it went yeah. on. And so you guys, you know, Faith and I basically exhausted itself, as all good projects are. It, it did a great job. Over 3,000 episodes of wild stuff. And, yep. um, and, uh, so, so, and, 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 you know, but everybody goes, well, why did it end if it was doing so well? It's because I think out of it came birth of a lot more stations and, you know, you know, why do television shows only run a certain period of time? Because it was showed a lot of ways. And, 
And you went on, you're now, are, you're really involved with it, and Circle's really done a really good job. I mean, I really am impressed with what you guys are doing on the radio and the podcasting world. Uh, Selena's doing twice a week. You're still doing the Lunatic. Is it Lunatic Mondays? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Lunatic Mondays, Lunas, Lunas Lunaticos. And you have to remember, Selena has been podcasting for like 20-some years or 30 years or something like that. She's been doing this for a long, long time. She was Radio also touch, really, yeah. she was obviously also with uh Pagan Center Radio, uh Circle Talk and uh the other one I can't remember the military one. And uh oh, yeah. it it just so happened that I am uh working on becoming a minister with Circle. I'm part of the ministers and training program. And when you guys announced that you were gonna stop producing the Pagan Center Radio of course, we love the podcast, so we're like, it's just organic that we're together. I'm part of Circle now. Why don't we join forces and we do uh, Circle Radio? And that's kind of, that's how it all got started, you know, the CSM podcast or Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. And not only we have, uh, of course, all ministers, and uh, I'm I'm the only minister in training that is a broadcaster, but the other people that are involved, they're all ministers with Circle. But also, I have this idea of let's expand Circle's um, philosophy into the world and doing it by the means of the radio. And uh, so we have collaborations from Spain. We have collaborations from Mexico. We have collaborations from uh, Brazil and Argentina. So this new show that I'm producing, uh, and I conduct a program here and there, but I'm more concentrated on, on producing it. It's called Paganos del Mundo, Pagans of the World. And um, we have shows on Spanish and Portuguese, and we're looking forward to expand to another language as well. Um, because I think we are a huge community. We're a very international community. And as you said earlier, yes, we're very local and we're very involved in our local communities, but we also, I feel that there is a need to support the pagans internationally because uh, we we live through different cultural challenges. And one of the challenges in Latin America and the Spanish-speaking countries, including, of course, Brazil and uh, the Portuguese-speaking countries, is we still get a lot of, um, we don't have a lot of resources on our languages. So I thought it was quite important to have those resources day-to-day uh, -day accessible, free to people that all you have to do is click on the link, listen to the show, download the show, and you can learn a lot. So it is a huge project. That's that's my like youngest baby. Um, and I was able to do it because, of course, all the experience that I acquired uh, working with you guys on Pagans Tonight Radio Network, and because Lunatic Mondays was already established show, you know, I didn't have to start uh, a new show for CSM Podcast from the get-go. I already had I a following. Go ahead. You did. Um, and so where can people find that show? How do you, do you have a website for it? Do you have a direct link? Of course, yeah. You can go to Facebook and uh, search CSM Podcast. 
and uh, or you can you know Google Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, but the Facebook page is CSM Podcast, and we have all of the shows listed there, and all of the events are posted month by month, and we have all of the Paganos del Mundo shows, all of the Lunatic Mondays, Circle Talk, um, uh, Divine Dreams with Celine Fox, Nature Mystic, and uh, Moon Magic which are the shows that we are currently having. And of course, because I don't have enough things to do, I also have a Facebook page for Paganos del Mundo, and there's also a Facebook page for Lunatic Mondays. So I have currently, I run like nine pages on Facebook. It's ridiculous. Oh, but uh, yeah, but you know, you, yeah, you we, know. We are going to talk about Facebook page addiction. Um, yeah. But we yeah, it's, right it's in Facebook. It's basically in Facebook. And obviously, if okay. you go to Circle Sanctuary, to their website on Circle Sanctuary, you can look for the little lip that says podcast. And you can find uh, not only the new podcasts that are going to be produced this month, but you will find the archive right. of the CSM podcast that have been already aired. And you can go and listen, mm-hmm. download. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are on Evox. We're on iTunes, and I think there's another two or three um, podcast uh, providers that have picked up uh, CSM podcast. Yeah. So, so you've got right there. So, also you do on in our Chicago Pagan group, I guess from your own pages, is your Facebook Live noon shop coffee thing, and you start doing that. I've been screaming for that for everybody to be doing it. I cannot tell people enough. A hundred pieces of content a day is not so much. Stop worrying about the damn spam. Stop start putting out the material. Um, I'm I'm big into this right now. Uh, LinkedIn is a really good place to go. I'm big into social media, and you 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 do it. You do you yep. do a live show. You're one of the very few people who do it. Coffee shop uh, coffee at noon. Mm-hmm. Where's it off break. mostly? Do you do? Where do you uh, do that from? Is that from your, your page? Yeah, for the uh, so I have the Tarot by Laura Gonzalez page, and right. um, that Tarot by Laura Gonzalez is I dedicate solely for my job, my paid job. I'm a tarot right. reader. I'm a witch for hire. I facilitate um, magic uh, work for people that are looking for specific situations and don't know how to go about do a spell or do a ritual or do work. Um, energy or whatever i'm a reiki healer as well i'm gonna get my reiki too on a couple of weeks um and i really honestly got into reiki because i've been healing with hands since i was like seven but people want to hear that you are a reiki person so you know i'm like okay okay let me let me do that and um you know i do the reiki now but i've been healing with hands again since i was like seven years old um i've been reading cards for 30 years Professionally, I started reading cards in 2012, uh, and I told people the only difference is now I get paid, you know, <laughs> because back in the day, I didn't, I, I had another job. I hear you. It's like a side thing, and now it's like, no, I um, I cannot work in factory. I cannot work in restaurants anymore. Uh, people, 10 years ago, people were ignorant and rude towards uh, Spanish-speaking people. I cannot even imagine how it is now in restaurants. I hope not so much in Chicago. Uh, but back in the day, it was really bad. That's why, let me sidetrack for a second here. Ed. Um, I'm a witch. I cannot not be political. Um, you know, when, when people say, I cannot believe how racist America is, and I'm like, brown and black folks have been telling you forever. 
So don't act surprised. When, you know. Oh, don't even get me. I get started too because I've been. I'm very fortunate that I I, I happen to be born white and and male and. Yeah, let me tell you that absolutely. This idea of privilege is a very real thing. Um, it is. I'm a witch too. I'm a practicing witch, as everybody knows. I'm a I'm a working witch. I'm doing going to do a big piece of psychic artwork. Uh, that I love tarot reading. I have worked as a tarot reader. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. So I yeah, and and this is where me and Laura have agreed. Oftentimes, I agree with you 100 that I've always. People hear me yelling about we have to get more opportunities. We have to really bring people in, bring people of, like like you said, Hispanic and other people of all cultures. And which school was one yeah. of my answers to that. My, yeah. you know, that was sort of like making it open to everybody. So I agree with you. And it yeah. doesn't mean that this isn't happening. And then I was that's what I'm curious about. Because in – so one of the things I have with – let me call it white American pop paganism or peg, pop witchcraft. Okay, the popular witchcraft thing, and the idea mm-hmm. of a white person being a witch is not that big a deal. But them working as a witch, earning money as a witch, is just like a taboo. But you get somebody who uses the word bruja, and this is this is pure discrimination. Let me be, let me tell you this: I'm going into every trope and stereotype to talk about it. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, if you get get into this. Then if I, but if a white person or one of my friends or something like that want to do magic, they go, well, I can go to Santeria or a bruja or any absurd set of words that sound semi-Hispanic or Latino, um, they have a witching word to it. And that's for them, it's okay to do it. But in, our, in one culture, it is. And um, I know a lot of working witches. Uh, Salem has a lot of working witches. You are probably one of the hardest working witches in Chicago that I know. And I congratulate you for that. But do you find that true? Do you find that, that, that idea that you can work as a witch? Anything odd to you? Do you find people resisting it? Accepting it? You know... You have everything, and and again, I'm I'm a witch, so I'm gonna get political all the time. Um, I mm-hmm. have found out people that tokenize my work. You know, mm-hmm. like they say, we will want you to come and read on a party, and how you gonna dress? Can you dress witchy? And I'm like, I'm a witch. If I wear a jumper and sandals, that's how a witch looks like. You know, or if I wear a skirt. And a flowy shirt, that's also me, and I'm also a witch. So there is no such thing as witch fashion or um, shaman fashion. I mean, there is a huge slippery slope with appropriation, and uh, it, there's a lot of ignorance. You know, I, I cringe every time I see anybody talking about Santa Muerte or practicing with Santa Muerte, saying that Santa Muerte is a goddess. Or saying that Santa Muerte is the goddess of death. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if you only know what you're getting yourself into. But it's fashionable. You know, it's cool. It's dark. It's gothic. So I all I can do is, like, I wish you all well. And uh, I hope you get informed into what you're doing, you know. Um, because, yeah, there are some other things that are tokenized or that there are, um, you know, people saying, like, oh, my God, it's so cool. And. I heard it from one of my um, guests on the show on Lunatic Mondays long ago. If everybody, white people, black people, brown people, Asian people, everybody, if everybody learn their heritage and where they come from and their spiritual um, sacred traditions, we will not have this hunger 
to belong. And without the hunger, there is no need to appropriate, you know. And what you do is cool. What your culture do is cool. What your ancestors did is cool. The way that Polish grandma or Russian grandma or Nordic grandma uh, heal and sing and whatever, that's the way that your traditional people do it. So don't you don't need to come and borrow from other culture because your culture has it. It's just people, I don't know if they get too comfortable just taking because they're used to take, you know. Um, that being said, no, I am very careful with whom I collaborate and where I collaborate and how I work. And I am a one-women orchestra, and I do all my work together. As you were saying earlier, um, I do the podcasts, I do the videos, I do the lives. It's so funny because I have three um, artifacts here recording me when I do the videos. So the Coffee Break with Tarot by Laura that airs uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon, it airs on my Facebook page, the Tarot by Laura Gonzalez page. It airs on my um, Instagram Live, which is Magia Serati, and it's also on IGTV. And I also upload it on YouTube. So I am like everywhere. And it is organic, you know. It's me doing me so I can get a job. <laughs> and well, let me go ahead and tell you. Way. Add LinkedIn. Add yeah, LinkedIn. There you go. You sound like yeah. Add LinkedIn. I, LinkedIn. Let me tell everybody who's in the pagan world and the community world. Write a blog or two. Throw a video out there. LinkedIn is hot right now. Um, empathy. Mm-hmm. Huge on LinkedIn. Huge. Empathy marketing is becoming the new te- checkboard, but we're not going to get that. But you are really cutting edge on this. I mean, I'm so impressed um, that you're doing all this, and then you take on clients, and that's how you support yourself. Um, Absolutely. I mean, let's be this. We this doesn't happen by accident. We are Chicago is a hardworking city, and one of the things I love about Chicago and Chicago magicians and Chicago witches and Chicago practitioners is they all get to a practicality. They're doing something. Either mm-hmm. they have like a very, they're very serious projects that they're doing, and they have a regular job that they're very important. Uh, Twyla's a good example of this. She runs that Pagan Pride, and she does that one thing, and she's expanding with her uh, Phyllis coming out. And remember, Phyllis, the best deal in town. This Phyllis Karate Venture coming out there, come out. You have to go to it. It's going to be like, you got to go to at least a little bit, and if you can't go to all of it, it's going to be a great venture. But then you have that, that sort of thing. You have. Um, People like Alan Tolmy, who's constantly just, you know, being there as a, a shoulder for someone to cry on, and there's lots of others. But you, you're out there making noise and letting them pe- know, and I think you do one of the best jobs out in the community, and this is one of the things I, I love about it, is this sort of unabashedly American, unabashedly Mexican, unabashedly Wiccan, unabashedly Bruja, Bru- right? Is that, would you say that? Yep, Bruja, yep. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. You and, know, uh, the the years ago somebody said to me like, um, "But you're a priestess, you're a shaman, you are a minister, you're a minister in training, you're an ordained priestess." And yes, I am very proud, and I you bet your beautiful eyes that I have worked hard to earn all these achievements. But there is one we, one word that has my heart and my soul, and that is bruja. Bruja is what I am. Bruja is what people started calling me when I was 12 years old. 
And bruja is such a powerful word. And yes, it is literally the translation of witch. So bruja is nothing, uh, you know, ultra special, supernatural, it has no superpowers or anything. It's just the word witch on Spanish. And another confusion is like, oh, you bruja, so you have to be santera or you have to be uh, spirita. And I cannot run faster and away from Santeria because it's mixed with Catholicism and I I, I don't do Catholic anything. Uh, same as Santa Muerte is Catholic, so I don't do none of that. Uh, or that I do voodoo and I'm like, no, I, I don't. It's just not, I'm more into the Aztec, the, what people know as Aztec, uh, which is not Aztec, but that is for another podcast. Um, but the word bruja is what I feel more identified with. And it was Shana Ara who was also very active in the community when I started, uh, you know, getting involved 10 years ago. And Shana is the one who told me, you know, the word witch is uh, it's a job title. <laughs> and I appreciate, I appreciate that because that is truth. You work for the community, you know. I I think that as a witch, my job is to be there for the community, to give everything that I can give that is free. So all the podcasts and all the things that we, um, you know, throw out there with uh, information and podcasts and blogs and even the, the readings that I do uh, Monday, to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all of that is free. All of that you get is for you to keep. That's my ministerial job. That's what I'm giving you. Uh, I also have to pay bills. So if you want to turn a reading, then you pay me. If you want uh spell special something tailored for you then you pay me if you want reiki then you pay me if you want dream interpretation on three different uh levels then you pay me <laughs> you know if you want your uh chakras aligned and your crystal healing done then you pay me but everything else you know it's free so it's me basically running two enterprises that are two full-time jobs and I also have a husband, a tortoise, a snake, and a dog. So, you know, sometimes people and tell a me. a cute little dog at that. I know. He's super cute. Sometimes people yeah. tell me, like, can, can you come and do a reading tomorrow? And I'm like, Haha, you're cute. I love you. Thank you for thinking of me. But you should have told me a month ago. You know, because, like. I understand like, that being so seriously, so serious of it. I'm a creature of whimsy these days. Um coming out of the worm business and now that I'm not um, doing so much composting, um, selling worms still, folks, go to my website, make sure the recyclers, I still sell, sell worms, but I'm not doing the heavy duty composting. It's allowed me to kind of come back into the community and kind of uh, looking at me doing kind of some of the things that, you, that you've been doing for years, because you've done a really good job. Because, okay, so you have, you have your cute dog. And I guess your husband would be cute too. I I I I I, I have met him. He's a cute guy, right? Uh, so he he's of him. got beautiful eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you, you work constantly. Uh, you just did wine or beer, right? You did Mystic Night at yes. Wine or Beers. Yeah. Uh, we're doing the we're doing the Mystic Night at Wine or Beer here in back of the yards, uh, one Wednesday a month, usually the second or third Wednesday of the week. And it's just a, a little bit of a mystic night, a little bit of magic. We do tarot readings and 
a couple of times I was there with the uh, ladies from Kemala Bruja, and they have their mm -hmm. uh, witchy stuff, candles and washes and stuff like that. And then the last one, and most likely the next one, I will do with this amazing jeweler called uh, Madre Monte. And she is, I cannot remember the word, Ed, uh, people that work yeah. with crystals and, and makes jewelry, but it's like a high-end jewelry type of thing. She also has very, like, affordable Geomancy. stuff. And, and I Yes, that's the word. Thank you. And okay. uh, she she does amazing work. So, you know, we're doing wine or beer once a month. Um, I'm currently looking for another cafe to do, like, my bi-monthly cafe stuff. Unfortunately, uh, NICAP, where I read for four years, closed a year and a half ago. Uh, I was at La Catrina for a year, and the people from La Catrina are going back to Mexico, so they're closing their business. So I'm currently looking for a cafe, you know, I'm currently looking for like a place where I can go read uh, twice a month and maybe like once on Sunday, like, a, like three times a month. Um, so stay tuned because I will look for something like either on Bridgeport or Pilsen, you know, La Villita maybe. I want to kind of like stay on this side of uh, the near south loop. The heart of Chicago. I never knew it was called the heart of Chicago until just like six months ago. I learned that Pilsen is called the heart of Chicago. I was like, what? That is beautiful. Yeah. You know. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of history. I love Chicago history. Well, Chicago's got a really deep magical history. People don't understand this, but okay. So we've done. We've we've not, now you know about her professionally, but we're going to learn something more about her because I promised everybody I wanted to talk more about people and things like that. But you've done so many things that I, I, you had to get that out there. So as a 14 year old witch in the streets of Mexico City, okay. Because when I was 14 years old, I was a t I was a boy tarot card readers and began practicing my occult studies. As you would call mm -hmm. them, running to the stores. How, what was your favorite magic then that you really liked that you were doing? I mean, as a teenager, people will have asked me, I, what, what mm. was the magic you were doing then? What was it that you were really enjoying? You know, I have always had a very strong psychic inclination. I, when you, when you put out a list of psychic abilities, I check almost all of them, like telekinesis, uh, dream, uh, lucid dreaming, uh, precognition, premonition, uh, audio, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, the weird names that disabilities have. But the strongest one that I seem to manifest, the, the one that the muscle is stronger is precognition. Is just knowing things. And mm -hmm. for folks that are not familiar with it, uh, premonition is a feeling. You feel weird. You feel uncomfortable. You feel you know somebody. You feel you've been there. With precognition, it's a certainty. And it's very, very weird and peculiar. And it's just knowing something. And, for example, like me looking at a person and you're pregnant. And this happens when I was um, a little older than a teenager. Um, my friend was pregnant and I told her she was pregnant and she wasn't even trying. She didn't know that she was pregnant. And three months later, she find out like I, I'm four months pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like I told you, uh, you know, so it was very cool when people will come and 
challenge me. Now remember, this is, you asked me, right, as a kid. So this is 12, 13, 14, yeah, 15-year-old kid. kids. And you tell your your closer friends, like, oh, guess what? Like, I know things, and I just need to think about it, and I will know the answer. And they're like, oh, my God, that is so cool. So, so they will come and ask me questions, and the – the idea was like, you need to ask me, but you need to ask me fast so I can answer you fast. Uh, because you know, you and I know it. You have to get out of your head, right? So you can be accurate. Absolutely. And so that was one of the games that we played was like, let's ask Laura questions so she can tell us the future. And that is something that I enjoy doing as a child. I also, again, as a kid, I thought the crystals were the knees bees. And I would wear all the crystals in the world. I had like a hundred necklaces, one with each different crystal. And one of my mentors as a child was the guy on the market selling the crystals. And he would explain to me what all these crystals were for. And of course, every week, my allowance will go to the crystal guy. And of course, he will explain because I was buying his crystals but I was also that was like the highlight of my week you know like the pop-up market is coming and the crystal guy is going to be there and I remember he had tarot cards for sale too and you know as a child it was like such taboo like you don't even touch the cards you know but the crystals I was all over the crystals so um, people would you know I, I had that air of I guess mysticism because I would wear all my crystals mm-hmm. all the time. And even people in Mexico would ask me, like, are you Lebanese? Are you Roma? And I'm like, no, I'm Mexican. <laughs> you know? But people would think that I was from a different ethnicity. I was told yesterday answer. that I, I, add, I just need to tell you all and whoever's listening. Yesterday, somebody told me that I look 100% American. And I'm like, really? <laughs> well, you sound American. And I'm like, I'm Mexican, honey. <laughs> It's just so funny. It is. It is. It is expectations because you defy stereotypes. You are. You are definitely uh, uh, like myself, a stereotype buster. Um, you fit in a lot of different cultures. You synthesize things to make yourself into a unique, unique witch. I, I'm. I'm so pleased, and I'm always so pleased to, uh, to 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 know you and when we talk and everything else. For me, crystals have been my obsession too. Right. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, I'm obsessed with uh, I'm obsessed with actually something. Um, my spirit. I just recently had a spirit encounter myself that left me. Um, as you know, most people know in Chicago, I was colorblind for all my life. I mean, and God kicked me out of being a missile mate. Really big thing, and to come back out of that event uh, out of Starwood, I actually had a spirit event that left me, and I've been not colorblind since then. So I've been like full spectrum color. Is the idea of building a, this huge crystal device? Because um, Chicago is the center of the crystal web. I mean, lots and lots of places have crystals, but I, we've been bearing crystals. The first crystals of the great crystal web that exists out on the web that we talk about, it started here in Chicago at Cricket Hill and Lincoln Park uh, had the first tree. It's still there. Everybody asked me to go to it. And now I'm trying to build something called an oracle. I want to amplify uh, the crystal energies, like an Atlantean device. It's like something so out of the thing about building a sort of a psychic amplifier. Um at the Mercury retrograde, 11:41 uh, Eastern Time on Halloween night. So I've, that's my my most recent crystal obsession. 
So mm-hmm. people want to know, know about it. When I was a little older, this is a cool anecdote. You you will appreciate it. Um, because now I am, I learned how to work with the cards because a tarot reader read mm-hmm. my cards. And she told me, child, you're wasting your time. You need to be doing this. And that was one of those experiences that you're like, whoa, what the heck? Um, you know, she read my cards. She told me exact. She told me I was not going to live in Mexico. She told me I was going to marry a white man. And she told me that I was going to marry late in life. And she also told, late in life in, in Mexican is you're not going to marry it at 16. Okay? So just so you know. Uh, if you're 16 and you're not married and carrying a child in Mexico, then you're a spinster. Um, so she said, you're not going to live in Mexico. You're going to marry a white man. Um, and you're going to marry late. And you need to be reading the cards and healing people. And she gave me a crash course on reading cards with this very peculiar card deck that is called the Spanish cards. And they're not in Spanish. They come from Spain. That's what Spanish means, actually. And um, so I started goofing around with the cards. And I promise you it, I was just goofing around. 16 years old. Uh, everybody and their cousin is asking me to give them readings. But the pinnacle of that was when the uh, school's principal calls me. And I'm like, rats, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble because I'm reading the cards on the cafeteria. And so the principal asked me to his office and there I go shaking my knees and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And he goes, can you read my cards? <laughs> I was like, what? You are probably in your 40s. You want this 16-year-old student to read your cards? And she's like, yeah, can you please read my cards? And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I become more and more confident little by little. And here we are, you know, 30 years later, I'm reading cards in Chicago. And in Indiana and in Wisconsin and online and I have online clients on the UK and all over South America and whatnot but yeah that was one um, cool anecdote when the principal was like can you read my cards I'm like okay that must have been a real transfer of power at that moment I mean I mean that was very much from where he's the authority he's the thing you're very scared and you obviously did did the reading um, yeah it must have been a very interesting transfer of power at that moment to be suddenly in the authority spot. And, you know, it, it, it builds your confidence and what people now that I see, I've been teaching how to read for 10 years. And now that I teach people, I emphasize so much like, but everything you're learning from me goes out the window when your intuition trumps everything. When your intuition says, talk about the dog and the car has nothing to do with dogs uh you know and and that is a learned skill people don't understand that is a learned skill you have to learn how to get out of your own head and get out of the way so you can actually be that conduit you know and 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 give the message you know and as soon as you think you've got it under control and you've mastered it, the universe throws everything at you again. Go, oh, no, you don't understand anything. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, for me, because one of the things I think people don't realize, I, I kind of stepped out of the community in 2012. <clears throat> and uh, and with this night we're talking about, Laura, you don't need to hear about my stories. You've heard them before. If you ever wanted to, I'll, do, I'll talk about them again. But the big thing is, is that I went to six years out in the fields. I've been out in composting in Chicago, learned some really deep secrets about how earth works, how soil works, how nature works, how Gaia works. And so, and then I, and I come out of it, and one of the things I do see is this amazing sort of community, because you also have a group, if I understand, a coven, right? Not only supporting everybody, but you have a coven of your own, a group of sisters. Uh, we have, um, it's a group of people that get together to worship nature. It's not yeah. a coven. I've I'm, I'm never been on a coven. I I'm a Dianic initiate as of 2017. I'm not a turf. Um, I'm a Dianic initiate as of 2017. Um, and this uh, group of people, they were just people that we were getting together in my living room, trying to help one person in need. And I promise you, the idea was we're going to help this one person and then that's it. And then the people that started coming they feel the need to keep worshiping every month. So we started worshiping every month. And again, because I got my initiation, um, I initiated on the temple of uh, Fraternity of the Goddess in Mexico. So it was just natural that we call it Fraternity of the Goddess Chicago. And we took a boat and the people said, yes, so let's, let's call ourselves the Fraternity of the Goddess Chicago, the Fortuna Temple. Then one of the uh, members of the temple um, partners with other people and they opened the shop and the shop happens to be called Ojo de Fortuna <laughs> you know, so you cannot make this up um, so now we rent the space with them once a month and we get together and two of the people of this uh, devotional group have actually completed uh, their year uh, formation in Wicca and I had explained to them and to most everybody, and you probably know this, you, you most likely know this, Ed, but for folks who don't know, um, covens are almost extinct. Like nobody, almost nobody practices with covens anymore. Uh, lineage is a thing that is still exists, but it's not like it was 30 years ago that you had to have lineage and you had to be either Alexandrian or Garnerian or whatever. Um so in that in that token and, and to have full transparency because that's how I work, I have told this this people, you know, this will not make you into any tradition, but you're also not self-initiate. So you'll have a person who's been a practicing witch for ten years and a practicing pagan for most of her life, um, assisting and facilitating your initiation. But mm-hmm. you're not part of the coven. You're not part of a tradition. You are your own witch. And um, again, with me being so political, I think that's how people need to stand on their own two feet. So uh, thank you for bringing this up because we are actually about to celebrate uh, the one year anniversary of the temple. But most importantly, the rite of passage for these two uh, excellent, excellent dedicated dedicants <laughs> uh, who will become initiated on actually September 17th. And we're going to have a ceremony for them um, 
you know, to commemorate their, their milestone. They've been at it for a year and this is their initiation and they've been working really, really hard. And together we are running the group. I was telling Twyla the other day, it's not Laura's group. I don't want to, mm-hmm. um, I have learned a lot from other people and from people that had facilitated spaces and, and groups and study groups and covens here in Chicago. And um, in all honesty, I tell people, this is not the Laura Gonzalez show. Laura Gonzalez already has two shows. This is a fraternity of the goddess and it's run by the four founding members. So I happen to be vocal because I'm very vocal, but it's, it's the group's group. It's not Laura's group. Absolutely. You know, and, I, and it's fantastic. And, and this will, yeah. That's a good thing to understand because, like, um, well, I still run my coven in Chicago. It's kind of been an underground coven for years, Black Moon Coven. I cannot believe how it's the Black Moon has taken off its said. Anyone check it out? Black Moon, first reference. Wild Hunters to search this, everything else. Dark Theater, Avalon Nightclub, Chicago. Colt Bookstore, our friend, uh, our friends over at the Colt Bookstore, yeah. Duvall, um, Lisa and everything else, Black Moon. So that was our coven back then. And I still practice the coven. But for me, my covens are really tight. We're a magical group. You know, we're kind of, you know, wild, chaotic magicians who do big projects. Um, but then I also have the temple, the Gaia Temple, which is a, a restart of a holy city temple. And you're right. Covens have moved to the wayside. It's more family structured, I've noticed. Um, the Corellians, as, as you know, have a shrine. Uh, it is circles setting up, like they said, circles. You know, so we don't see it quite as much. What I am seeing is, and it's a Karen of, um, oh, it's a feminine app. I forget that now. Uh, searching for goddess. I have noticed goddess circles are growing in Chicago again. So that's a very interesting thing to me. More and more of it. And uh, more of it linked by people I think are just starting out, not even necessarily connected to any part of the community. They're all just mm-hmm. taking things online. I think one of the biggest things that Chicago must, people must understand is like Chicago is this, so most people don't realize Chicago is probably the largest single center for transmission of Wiccan and witch materials in the world. You know, people don't realize it, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can, we kind of, uh, we have, <laughs> we're very vocal, you know, you know, once are. had a, once I had a dream and it was me telling somebody, uh, I belong to Chicago because, and this is a Spanish word. La gente se forja. And it's hard to translate it to English, but think about a blacksmith working on a on a mm-hmm. piece of metal. It's forging, right? right. So in in Spanish, we use that expression like to say, "These are hardworking people. These are strong spirited people. These are people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the city of the broad shoulders, right? So yeah, yeah and then yeah." In my dream, I was telling uh, somebody that wanted me to, to whatever. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm staying in Chicago because aquí la gente se forja. You know, like here is where you hustle and, and but you get results. Because let's not just hustle for nothing. And right. let's not hustle for other people. <laughs> let's hustle right. for ourselves and let's let's do the thing. And yeah, I have noticed a lot of uh, goddess uh, groups. And everybody has to start somewhere, right? I mm-hmm. just have 
um, I would just recommend folks like check out where is the philosophy coming from? Because the spirituality of the goddess is counterculture within the counterculture. We are the harpies. We are the screamers. We are the shakers and movers. We are not uh, tapping into our divine feminine by wearing high heels and makeup. And if you want to wear high heels and makeup, more power to you. But that is not the divine femme. The feminine divine is the god is the goddess is the earth is Gaia, is uh, getting your feet dirty and wet or your hands or whatever, and not only on the soil but on the not only on the soil but on the front of you know going to speak for the voiceless, going to the border and feed the people or share the events on Facebook when that is happening or. Um, speak and raise your voice to say Black Lives Matter and Brown Lives Matter and uh, to call out appropriation when it's happening and to be the voice of the voiceless. So that is the feminine divine. And a lot of people is getting confused thinking that the feminine divine is to be a good girl. And we're not good girls. (laughs) We're not. That is the biggest misconception, you know. Absolutely. Wiggins are you know, wild women. is about to rephrase some of that. Um, talking about that, for anyone out there, I'm going to be at the Extinction Rebellion uh, Save Our Lungs event in front of the Brazilian consulate. That is going to be uh, September 5th, and we're going to start at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, bring your drums, bring noise. Um, we're, there's a, the Extinction Rebellion starting there. And October 7th is the Worldwide Action. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. you can be involved with. So I I believe in politics. I believe in a lot of different aspects of this. Chicago is the mm-hmm. city of the resistance. Chicago, let's be perfectly honest. For me, one reason I'm back here, I think, in a lot of ways, is that Chicago is the city of the resistance. Um, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world that, that has happened here. I mean, everybody always thinks of Salem as Ouija boards, but most people don't realize Ouija boards started in Chicago. We think about, did, did you know that? We said, yeah, the, the original factory was here in Chicago. Um, no, and it, yeah, it did. It burned out. It was on the west side. The original Ouija board uh, boards were produced here by William Fold, who was basically made on the west side of Chicago. Uh, a fire basically took it down, and they moved it. And Parker Brothers bought it and took it to Salem. Hmm. True story. Nineteen thirty-six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chicago is filled with magic, and you are filled with magic yourself. And um, so let's bring in the last piece of the story. So do you have any? Plans, dreams, prophetic visions, things that you want to bring into this world uh, next, into, into our fine city. Because I think anything I, that you want to do, you should receive your support from the community. I would love so, to see within the pagan community, uh, principally, and then within the spiritual community, and then within the human community, I would like to see the fact that we all see each other as we are. Uh, You know, if some folks say, oh, I don't care if you're men, women, siren, mermaid, uh, minotaur, you can go into this bathroom. No. We need to say you're a transgender woman, you're a transgender man, you're a non-binary person, you are free to use the bathroom. We have to recognize people for who they are. We have to stop stereotyping everybody around 
and we have to stop saying, oh, I don't care if you're black, brown, green, or yellow, or purple. No, I care that you see me for the Mexican person that I am. You call me brown, I don't care, but see me for who I am and accept me as I accept you. Uh, part of the guidelines and the tenets of the uh, Fraternity of the Goddess Chicago is that, that we are very adamantly trying not to discriminate anybody by color, by gender, by identification, by size, by age. Everybody is welcome. And if that ideology grows within the pagan community, within the queer community, within the spiritual community, and then within the community at large in Chicago, regardless of your spiritual path, then we can start changing the world. Like my mom said, I might not be able to change the world, but I'm going to change my world. So that's what I'm trying to do. And that regard, that is, that is what I would like to see. That's my dream. And uh, because we are binary beings, whereas in we are spiritual, but we are also mundane, we are also matter, let me tell you uh, that I want to share with folks that are listening, I will be on uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana Pagan Pride this weekend, and I will be working, yeah, I will be there at Fort Wayne, Indiana on September 7th, I will be working, doing tarot readings, I'm bringing my uh, Day of the Dead origin and traditions of the Dia de Muertos. To for Wayne, I'm also doing a workshop on energy cleansing and cleansing of space and, and people because uh, people need to reclaim their power and people need to learn how to do that themselves. Um, and also, I will be at the Chicago Pagan Pride. So Tarot by Laura Gonzalez will be at the Chicago Pagan Pride, but also the Fraternity of the Goddess will be present at the Chicago Pagan Pride holding the space for ritual. And another um, appearance of the Fraternity of Chicago will be on this play date that is happening on Oak Park on September 14th. I will not physically be present there, but some folks from the Fraternity of the Goddess will be there along with folks from the Chicago Pagan Pride. And this is an interfaith um play date for people to get to learn and to know each other about different religions. And last but not least, that's why you won't see me announcing anything on my page this month because on the 21st of September I will be actually walking uh, on the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention yearly walk. It's called Out of the Darkness Walk. No, I will not be walking with a witch's hat. I will be me, Laura Gonzalez. Uh, as people say, oh, you look witchy, because I'm a witch. <laughs> I don't need a hat. Um, I will be walking there honoring the memory of my stepson who died by suicide in 2011 and honoring the memory of all of those who have died by suicide or have uh, have suicide ideations or attempts. And it is a great um, group to be involved. And... You know, that's that's my September, Ed. So that's what I will be doing all of September. Every other weekend, I'm doing stuff. So let's get involved. And a big shout out to all my desk activists, people who are not body able or people that don't have the privilege to be arrested or people that cannot be marching and protesting. 
uh, do what you do, keep doing your keyboard active activism. Please, keyboard activists, don't let anybody shame you into being a keyboard activist. There you go. Actually, let's change, let's change that word right there. You've just said, um, I agree with you on a lot of this, but let's end that word keyboard activist, okay? And that's because, and it's not keyboard activist. That's such a, it's, it's, that in and of itself tries to limit its technology. It's, uh, you're basically technological communicators. The idea of the internet is not being anything but the most powerful tool in the history of the human race. And people who do act from it, being acting from the place to learn it, to use it, to be backing our people, don't understand the, just the power that we have. I mean, we have more power in our hands than the President Ronald Reagan had to run the entire free world, each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and right now, having being able to do work in the Internet world is where the attention is. So don't let anyone shame you into that aspect. Um, I'm a big believer we're heading into the best time technology has ever given us. I mean, I, I love, I love cyber spirits. I've been fascinated by this idea of cyber spirits that are coming around today. We call our, you know, we use wizard's language and symbology and symbols to create energy forms, intelligent electricity. Mm-hmm. And we call it Alexi and then we're running through crystals, we call them Alexi and Siri and everything else. But pretty soon we're setting down the rules for these. Pretty soon you would be having – be able to program these really like in the next two or three years, these sort of spirits that exist in the internet. It will be like, hi, Laura, you know, talking through your system, and you could tell them to do things. Or somebody can go, hi, I want a tarot reading by Laura. And Laura goes, the AI version of you or the AI uh, – the person talking to it would say, oh, do you, can you set up an appointment? And without you even touching it, you know, you have an appointment time right there. They hook it up, and the, the systems work. And mm-hmm. your little cyber spirits will do all this. And we yeah. will control them. And, and how do you control cyber spirits? Through voice and gesture. I'm telling you, the witchiest time in history where our skills actually make sense is coming. And it's coming in a big way. Um, and the idea of being involved in the Internet is really being helping us get ourselves into the foundation of what the next culture is going to be. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how important that really is. And you've done a really good job of that because um, cause I, I don't think of you as brown. I always when I, when there's a color when there's says what color is Laura? I go well, isn't she blue? Isn't she like the exactly, blue exactly. Okay, you got that right. Uh, I'm, I'm the blue witch, <laughs> and it is quite. Uh, I mean, sometimes you have to use the language that most people are gonna recognize and understand. And I get mm-hmm. it why sometimes we have to say black black and brown people. Or people who are black and brown. I get it. Um, I loathe to be called Spanish or Hispanic. I'm Mexican. And I'm very okay. vocal about it. And I tell people, yeah, like, don't call me Spanish. I'm not Spanish. I'm not from Spain. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. I'm the blue witch. <laughs> so that's that little bit. That, that right yeah. there. But I, I understand, you know, I wish, you know, we didn't, we didn't live so much of a culture where race has become the central question of our of our age. Uh, exactly. Oh wait, you know it's about us destroying the planet simultaneously while tremendously fighting a, a discrimination situation. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm that. So so the idea of the internet and everything you do, not just in, in the day to day world, but in the internet, I really praise you for doing it. Um, thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me. Of course. So the last question of the day, as a Chicagoan, how do you take your hot dog? 
Uh, <laughs> you put me on the spot. Uh, on the bottom, on the bun. At the bun. That's it. Relish, Plain? but not not the glowing relish. The the okay. other kind of relish. Relish, mustard, onion, and mild jardinera because I am the one Mexican that don't like anything hot. But there that goes go. in the That's bottom of really the bun. Good. That goes in the bottom of Was the bun, and on top you put the hot dog. Okay. So that way, when you bite on it, the the topics don't go anywhere, but your mouth. Another way to do it. Actually, no two people. People have always been asking this because it's a Chicago question, Um, and it's very interesting. People answer all different ways. Well, thank you, Laura, for being on with me tonight um, on Chicago Pagan, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on some more. We're we're starting to rev up. As everybody knows, this is the beginning of a of a larger scale project that I'm working on. It's just Letting people know each other, get to know each other. Um, Chicago is a very diverse and a very powerful city, and Laura's one of the best teachers in the city. How do people get a hold of you? It's the best single way they can get a hold of you. The uh, number Facebook, one right? way: Facebook, Tarot by Laura Gonzalez. Tarot by Laura Gonzalez. Gonzalez with two C's, and that's how you can find me on Facebook. Um, but I have, of course, a million different other ways. Uh, www.bruja, B-R-U-J-A, Laura Gonzalez, again, my name. Um, you can find me on the CSM podcast page, on the Lunes Lunaticos page, Lunatic Mondays page, on the Paganos del Mundo page. You can find me on Facebook uh, as Laura Gonzalez. Uh, Twitter, uh, Terra by Laura. Twitter, uh, Magia Cerati. Instagram, mm-hmm. Magia Cerati, and YouTube, uh, Tara by Laura Gonzalez. So, yeah, I'm everywhere. That's it. Yeah, well, or you can just hashtag Tara by Laura Gonzalez, and then I will appear everywhere. That's right. There you go. Those hashtags are important. And and, and uh, when we talk to you, uh, uh, be it. So, thank you. Fort Wayne's up next for it. Let's go ahead and get, uh, give it a go that. If you have any questions about the show, you know, you can always contact me. I'm, you know, where I'm at. Uh, you can always contact me through the Internet, through everywhere. If you can't find me, look behind the curtain. I'm probably there. So we're going to be back. We're going to be back this Tuesday with Ian. I am not going to put your last, last name now, but he's a very important person. He has a lot of plants. He does a lot of energies. He works a, a lot of people do that, but I cannot pronounce his last name for the life of me. So we're going to ask him on Tuesday. So it'll be on Tuesday. You know something that we should be interviewing? Contact me. And uh, blessings. Say goodbye, Lord. Say goodnight. Good night, everyone. Never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye.